So, let's get started. Everybody roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, what? Oh, fuck! Oh, my God. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. <laughs> That'll be a five, then. A, a six? Oh, no, wait, no. Yeah, no, a five. Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> fuck off, Ed. Oh, I'm just two cons. <laughs> you are the first to wake up. And you wake up slowly. And you wake up and you're cold. And whatever you're lying on is unforgiving and hard and not comfortable like a bed and not quite like grass or the ground. You blink awake and you see above you for a minute what looks like the night sky. And then you blink again and you realize that it's stone and it's a cavern with veins of opal and gems that are sprawled across the rock like galaxies and constellations in beautiful, breathtaking patterns. It's nothing you've ever seen before. And as you glance around, you realize that you're lying on some sort of obsidian-like platform, and you're all alone in this stone chamber. And opposite you are two doors. One is of a clay brown, and the other is a pale blue. Both wooden doors sunk into the rock. Okay, good. Um, I'm gonna investigate the brown door. Okay, you get up and step off the the platform that you're lying on. It's almost like the top of a tomb type thing. It's about your size. There doesn't seem to be anything underneath it. It's just a stone raised little platform. You notice that the ground is sort of covered in this very fine, almost sand-like dust, and you're leaving footprints as you walk through it. You make your way over to the the brown door. Seems like a normal wooden door, but roll me investigation. What are you looking for? Uh, I guess just looking to see if there's any like uh, what you call them, lock lock things, okay. or like any holes in the door or anything. Okay, you don't need an investigation check for that. There's a handle. There doesn't seem to be any key or lock mechanism. All right. Um, do I have anything on me? You have your clothes. You have your little satchel that you take for traveling. You've got your your sword at your side. That's it. You've got pretty much all that you own, but nothing extra. Uh, do I have my coins? You have your coins. Uh, I'm gonna flip a coin. Okay. I guess I have to physically do this in the real world. Yeah, go on, flip it. And also, what are you flipping for? Um, heads is gonna be the brown door. Tails will be the blue door. Okay. Which one I try and get through? It's tails. It's blue time. All right. So you. Look at the brown door, and then you turn on your heel, and you go towards the blue door. Do you open it? Yep. Just going to pull that straight open. We're going in. It opens, and you see before you stretching out a long corridor. The end disappears into darkness. You can't tell how far it goes, but the walls are much less opulent. There's still that fine, 
kind of sand-like powder covering the surfaces and it stretches on into the dark. I'm just going to walk down it. Just okay. walk into the dark. You start walking. Natalia, you are next to wake up. You blink awake and above you, again, you see this night sky, these constellations, stars and patterns you've never seen before. And it takes you a second to realize that, again, they're veins of precious gems and opals set deep into dark rock. And everything is covered in this fine sand-like white crystalline powder. And as you slowly half sit up, you are on an obsidian platform and you're all alone in a chamber. Except that opposite you are two large mirrors. One on the left has a silver frame that is decked out with sapphires embedded into the metal. And the one on the right, right beside it, has a similar silver frame, but is pressed with rubies. And you can see a reflection of yourself in both of them. Is there anything else in the room? Glancing behind, doesn't seem to be anything, just two mirrors. And have I got all my stuff with me? You do a quick pack down and you've got your traveling pack that you usually take, you've got your sword at your side, you've got pretty much everything that you, you own. Uh, can I investigate the uh, sapphire? The sapphire mirror. Encrusted mirror. Okay. You get up off the platform and you start to walk towards the mirrors, heading instinctively towards the one with sapphire set in it. But as you're walking forward, your reflection walks forward, but when you stop, your reflections take two more steps forward towards you. And you realize that although they are reflections of you, they're not reflections of you. And they both smile at you, and they duck their head a little bit in a bow. Uh, I take a step back. They don't move. Their mouths open and they begin to speak. And it's your voice, but it's distorted. It's filtered through something. It's almost echoey, like there are three or four voices speaking at once. And they say, You seek power beyond mortal means. Yes. We have heard your voice. And they both reach into their coat and they pull out a very familiar book, one that you found as a child, and they flick it open to the last page, which is on warlocks, and they hold it out to you. And they say, we wish to offer you a pact. All you have to do is choose. Choose, choose between what? Between us, of course. And, and who are you? <laughs> We are two sides of the same coin. We are what you could be. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't quite understand. I, you're me in the future? In a sense. We're what you could become. Shall we show you? Oh, please. They both take another step forward and they both raise their right hand. And you realise now that the one in the mirror with rubies, her hand from her knuckles up to her fingertips are bright red. Her skin is bright red. And the one in the sapphires, again, from the second knuckle up to her fingertips, her skin is blue. And they both swirl their hands and from the air, these two gems coalesce. One is this very dark red, almost like a sapphire, but more almost like blood. And the other one is blue and something very deep, like a deep, deep pool or a deep well. And then the one on the left with the red hand bursts into flame. The one on the right with the blue hand whoosh, 
coats in ice, and two mirror-like spectral blades appear. All you have to do is choose. Do the blades look the same? They look the same. And there's no nothing else you can tell me? What else do you wish to know? Are they just two different colours? You will see. I head towards the sapphire one. Okay. And then just before I touch it, I hesitate and go over to the red. Okay. The ruby one. You turn at that last minute and go towards the mirror with the rubies embedded in it. And the reflection there, she smiles wider and a red dot appears on her lower lip. And she holds out the gem. And she says, Take it, and it's yours. I try to touch the mirror. Your fingers touch cold glass, and then pass through. And whatever is beyond this mirror is incredibly cold or hot or biting. You don't know, but it stings, and it's not enough to make you want to pull your hand back. But it's not like the air around you. I continue to try and grab this gem. Okay. As soon as your fingers touch the gem, she curls her hand and wraps it around yours, and you feel this burning pain for a second, and your fingertips from the knuckle to the end of your fingers turn bright red, and the gem is left in your hand. Is is that it? That's it. Can I put my hand out? Of course. I do so. As you pull your hand back, she says... The price is simple. In the end, you will join us. That's all. Join you? Who are you? We will be you. Or you will be us. You mean, after a while, I'll start to speak in riddles? More than you do so already. Oh boy. What, what can I do? What what have you given me? You'll see. Alright then. Thanks for your explanation. Do you pull your hand out of the mirror? Yes. Yeah. The minute you do that, both of them shatter. And the glass cascades to the ground. And the metal frames, the silver frames, crumple and twist down into lumps of nothing. And you see then suddenly in front of you two doors. One a very dark red, and the other a very dark blue. I look down at the two mirrors and say, well, I hope I don't end up quite like that, but all right. And I head straight towards the red door. Okay. When you pass through the red door, the gem that you are still holding in your hand suddenly flares hot. And like the time that you took that sword, the magic sword belonging to the guard, electricity crackles up through you, the static touch that instead of just dancing along your skin seems to suddenly shook and fade into you. I look down at the gem. Is it is it still there? It's still there. I try and take it with the other hand? You can do that. This is very bizarre. I'm just going to open the door. Okay. You open the door and again you see in front of you a long corridor stretching down with the walls still of stone but less opulent. I start walking. Okay. And as I do, I try and see if I can do some magics. 
Okay, what are you trying to do? Like, what's. I have what, no idea. What feeling are you conjuring that you're trying to do? It's dark, isn't it? It's pretty dark, yeah. I try and make some light. Roll me an arcana check. That's a big fat seven. You feel this swell of energy, this kind of crackling centered in your right hand. But it's like trying to catch something on the wind. You just miss it and the power kind of fizzles out. And you know something's there, but you haven't quite tapped into using it yet. Okay, I'm going to continue on and hope that either something in here will teach me how to use my things, or I can figure them out in safety. Okay. Nerium, you are the last one to wake. And you blink up to a night sky filled with constellations and stars and things beyond imagination, and then you realise that that's not actually the night sky. And that's definitely an amazing roof of something made of stone with gems and opals and wonderful things embedded into it. And you're cold and you're lying on something made of rock and you're not sure where you are. And as you half sit up and look around, you notice everything's covered in this sort of fine, white, sandy, dusty powder. And in front of you are two doors. One is an ashy white, and the other is a very vibrant spring green. I say, hello. Hello, 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 hello. I very quietly stand up and walk to the nearest wall and edge my way around towards the doors from there. You do that? I... Which door do I get to first? Uh, If you're going round left, then you get to the white door. If you're going round right, then you get to the green door. I get to the white door first. Um, I reach out and touch it very delicately to see if it's solid it is. or what it's made of. It's a solid it just wooden, wood. Yeah, it's a solid wooden door. It's painted. Yep. Um, I suddenly stop and I go back and I check and I make sure that I have my brooch. You do. Um, and I have all my general usual stuff with me. Exactly. You have the stuff that you usually take out when you're going to do a job. I sidle across and check the green door in the same way. Painted wood. And I take a step back, standing in between the two of them. And I look behind me around at the rest of the cave. What do I see? It's a relatively small but tall cavern. It's incredibly beautiful. It's very cold, and there's nothing else here apart from that single obsidian pedestal-type platform in the middle. I reach out for the green door, okay, and I knock very quietly. There's no response. No? Nothing? No. Okay. I try the handle very quietly and just poke my nose out. The door swings open. Behind it is a long cavern, a long tunnel 
of not quite as opulent grey stone that goes into darkness. I can't see any movement. Nope. I shut the door quietly again. Mm-hmm. I go over to the other door mm-hmm. and I do the same thing. I knock very quietly. You don't hear a response? I open it and poke my head through. You see a long tunnel, grey, less opulent rock going into darkness. I mean, I shut the door and I sit quietly down in between the two of them with my back against the wall and I just sort of go, this is a very odd dream. How long do I sit there for? You tell Anything me. happen? Nothing happens. Okay. It's cold, isn't it? It's cold. It's not very comfy. Okay, I'll sit there for probably... I mean, I can wait for a long time. I shouldn't think... I mean, somewhere between half an hour and an hour. Okay. I eventually stand up and I dust the sand off my skirts. And I open the green door again. And I say... Hello? Hello? Anyone? Hello? Hello? Anyone? Fun? Fun? And I say... I swear, Melvin, if this is something you've done, I'll never forgive you. And I start walking. Okay. All three of you walk down these corridors. For Taro, it feels like a very, very fucking long time that you're walking. The time here, it's not quite as long. And Nerium, you feel like you're barely walking at all. And suddenly, the tunnel in front of you opens up. And as each of you step into this chamber, all three of you notice two other people stepping into the chamber from other tunnels. What do you guys see? What do you look like? Tell us who goes first. Taro gets there a half step before. All right. So you see a uh, reasonably short, about 5'2", tiefling with indigo skin and... uh, long horns that are about about a foot in length uh, they've got a slight backwards curve um, he's got short black hair and he's got big circular wire rimmed glasses um, but he looks kind of skinny and emaciated you've probably seen tieflings before that look a bit chunkier but he's quite skinny and gaunt looking um, he's pretty young and he's wearing a, a rough looking overcloak over a fairly nice looking shirt and uh, some slightly ratty trousers that are kind of worn and uh, wind battered around the bottom Natalia is the next to take a half step out. So you see a five foot two, twenty-two year old human, or young human, uh, with dusky skin, short brown hair, blue eyes. Um, she she looks small, but you can't really tell because she's wearing you can't really tell what's underneath because she's wearing black leather armor and a black cape and hood. You also notice, looking at her, that she has a red spot on her lower lip. Do I have a red hand as well? You do. You've noticed that, so you can see your own fingers are red. And I'm a bit red. (laughs) You've got red on you. (laughs) And Nerium is the last to take that half step out. Um, Out steps a uh, halfling 
uh, girl, well, not not quite a girl anymore. Uh, she's about forty years old, and she is completely unremarkable. If you were really paying very close attention, you might notice that her very plain dress and uh, overall dress and uh, and blouse have been very nicely made um, and are extremely neat and tidy. And uh, to be honest, as soon as she steps in, if she sees other people, she'll go, "Oh God." Uh, hello, um, I don't know how I've got here, um, do either of you know where this is? Are you another one of them? Uh, who's them? I don't, I, I, I genuinely, I really don't know how I've got here, um, and I'm not quite sure where here is. Well, I guess we're supposed to be in some kind of, well, it looks like a pretty nice chamber, it seems like an alright place, I can't really, can't really tell how I got here, but... Not exactly an unknown problem for me. Really? I mean, this has never happened to me before. Are you... Can I see swords? Do they both have swords? They both have swords. They both have fucking swords. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go... I don't want to cause any trouble. I really... I just would like to know how to go home. You've both... Are you soldiers of some kind? Soldiers? Uh, well... Oh, oh, because this... Uh, no, I Well... I can't say I'm a soldier, but I, let's just say I know how to use this. Right, right. I um, I'm I'm an embroiderer. I make dresses. I think I'm in the wrong place, and I shouldn't be here. That's very true. You you sound very boring. Uh, you sir with the sword. Uh, do you have any idea where we are? I can't say I do. I just. Uh... Came down, saw a couple of doors, and I thought, you know, I'll just see where it leads me. And it led me two, in. Two doors? Uh, yeah, two doors. Well, a white one and a green one? Uh, no, no. There was a, uh, there's a brown one and a, and a blue one for me. That's oh. what I saw too. Huh. A brown one and a blue one? Well, a, a red, a dark red one, and a blue one. Not okay. quite the same. In, in the hallway that we're... In this atrium that we're in, how many entrances are there? There are three, one behind each of you, and then there is one single one leading away. Having... Can I say that I've spotted that? Yeah. It's right in front of you. Excellent. Did I, did I see where the other guys came from? You saw that they came from the corridors just behind you. If you imagine, like, a circle, you three have come from the top, and there's one then leading down. Hmm... Okay, so it's not like four points of a compass thing. No, it's like three on top and one on the bottom. I would think that's the way we need to go next. Does look like that, doesn't it? I mean, if if you don't mind, I think yeah, that does sound like a good idea. Um, being as you're armed, do you mind if I just go behind you? You all right? That's no problem. After you, you kind sir. Uh, I'm going to just start walking towards the whatever this door is. This Is it an entrance or is it a door? It's just an entrance. There's no doors. All right. I'm going to look confident. Straight down towards that door. Let's go. There's no door. It's just an entrance. Oh, but you what? start walking. <laughs> you start towards walking. entrances. Bullshit. You start walking with the human and the halfling following behind. And this next 
corridor almost is much wider and again the stone isn't as opulent there's still that fine white powder scattered everywhere quite a lot of it on the halfling if you, that you guys have seen you guys haven't really touched it a lot but there's a fair amount on her um and as you start walking i mean i did brush myself down quite carefully it's quite sticky sand it's just it's kind of clean. it is sand right and it's hard to get off it's coarse it's irritating it's rough and it does get everywhere but it is sand right it's well. You what? Make an investigation check. Okay. All right. Let's see. Is it cocaine? It's definitely not cocaine. Uh, Actually, may I as well? Because if it's stuck to me, then I want to know what it is. Yeah. Three, seventeen, and. It's probably cocaine. Get where they are. Uh, that that would be two. Two. Natalia and Neriam, you're not quite sure what it is, but Natalia, you can see that it's coating the walls, the ceiling, the floor. Neriam, it just won't fucking come off as you keep trying to brush it off um, but Taro you kind of reach out and you knock a little bit off the wall and as you touch it there's a there's a crackle to it there's like a staticky almost fizzle to it and as you kind of touch it it's almost like there's a spark that jumps from your fingertips into the palm of your hand and settles there and it almost seems to knock the breath out of you. And for a second, it's like those very first few moments when you woke up in Amajaral, and there was that kind of staticky feeling as things kind of got sorted out in your head. It's reminiscent of that. And as you touch it, it's not sand. It seems to be smoother and it seems to kind of melt into this paste. And then as it falls away, it goes back into a dust. It's hmm. nothing that you've ever seen before. This is strange um I want to try and and learn what I can from this sand via using one of my spells (laughs) okay which which one are you trying to use uh identify which you touch something for a while and Mm -hmm. then you learn its properties okay um, roll me a d20 cool that was a nine a nine if we're walking um, I would like to be very alert to everything that is around me because I am deeply unnerved and I would like to be, you know, passive perceptioning or whatever you need me to be doing. Okay, duly noted. As you're looking at the sand, that spark that seemed to settle in your palm, it almost seems to twist. It's almost like a pain, like you've got a little cramp in your muscle. And again, like you're trying to catch something, trying to catch the edges of a memory or the edges of a dream you almost catch a hold of it before it just moves out of reach and the thing that you almost did you didn't quite do it but something there was a little surge of something you're not entirely sure what it was but it didn't quite catch were there any um signs that tarot was doing magic roll me a perception check 14. there is a second where there is almost a static between you as you're getting as you're walking in line he seems to move his hand and there's this tiny crackle that goes across your skin and you get the sense of hmm but you're not entirely sure what just happened whatever it was it didn't seem to work entirely wait what was that what what do you mean what was that i'm just looking at this this I, this dust I, I, are you magic no, uh, what's magic? I haven't. I, I felt this little crackle. Look, I, I, 
I don't know anything about magic. It's not my game. Look, let's let's just see what we can find out about this place. I'm gonna. There's something not right about this dust. But let's let's move on. Okay. I'm gonna keep walking down the the, the entrance. As we now know it is. It's not an entrance <laughs> anymore. You're now in a corridor. Why is basic architecture so difficult? I've got real if difficulty. There's no, <laughs> if there's no door, it's an entrance. My spatial reasoning is extremely check. poor, apparently. Yeah, where's architecture on here? Uh... Nerium, as they're speaking, your ears pick up that the sound is bouncing around the corridors and you realize that the corridor gets wider and opens up into another chamber a half second before whatever kind of gloom seems to be shrouding you guys lifts enough that you see you've walked into a second large chamber and in front of you guys is a very wide spiral staircase that curves up and up and up into the darkness can i tap taro on the elbow um excuse me um i i didn't i didn't catch your name before sir uh, uh would would you share your name with me uh just uh just call me taro that'll that'll do for mr. now T- mr taro hello um my my name's meredith um I, I i i wonder can you see up there um because I believe um, people what? of your sort are able to see a little bit further than than folk like me. But what's d- up there? Oh, I, I guess I can have a look. I don't know why I'd be any better at this than you, but I'll 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 have a look. I I, I have a look. I'd be very much <laughs> obliged. My, Thank my you very much. Eyes. <laughs> your quote unquote eyes. These so-called eyes. Your eyes see a spiral staircase that goes up into gloom, and you can't see what's at the top of it. Nope, just looks like it keeps on going up and up and up. Okay. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. Uh, you're, you're welcome, I suppose. So, you're called Taro? Yeah. And, uh, what pray tell is your name? Oh, my name's Meredith. Mary Burrows. Meredith. You can call me Natalia, or Nat for short. Oh, thank you very much, Nat. I, I, that's that's a privilege. Thank you very much. I'm hanging back and waiting to see whether those guys are going to go up the staircase. Okay. Is there anything else around, or is it literally just a, a room with a staircase in it? Just seems to be a room with a staircase. There's the corridor that leads back from where you came, but that's pretty much it. Can I just have a? I I, I hope you won't mind. I'm just going to have a quick look round and see if there's. Anything else in here? Uh, and I would just like to okay. skirt around the edges of the room and see what, just in case there are trapdoors or some other way out. Roll me a investigation. Good, because I got a two on that last time, so I'm really glad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a 13. Okay. You don't see anything different about the, the stone or the floor or the walls, but as you pass by the corridor that you've just walked down, you can see the end of it. As in, it goes back maybe 20, 25 feet and ends. Um, now, you, you, I, I, I realise that, Mr. Tarot, that you are not a magic user and I uh, think, Nat, there's a possibility that you may be. Um, something very funny is going on with this corridor. Um, look. Ah, 
Well, huh. that's not... Well, it doesn't seem particularly normal to me. Well, if... I mean, we can't... We can't go back? Is that is that properly blocked? Or is that just an illusion? Or what's, what's happened does it, to that? Does it look like it's back to the main chamber? Where we've just been? No, it looks like it goes back only 20 or so feet as if it's like a short little corridor and then it just stops. Huh. Uh, I'm going to walk towards the end of that okay. and try and touch it. You I'm try and, and touch it and it's stone. It's solid, sandy stone. Like what you've got all around you. Hmm. Well, I hate to say it, guys. There's uh, no way of getting out that way. Well, it doesn't look like we've got much choice then. I'm just going to start climbing the uh, the stair thing. I'm going to scamper after Taro. Yep. Okay. Uh, at this point, I might scamper given my unfortunately uh, brief uh, pace uh, I'm going to try and scamper so that I'm in between the two of them. Okay, so it's Taro, then Neria uh, sorry, Meredith, and then Natalia. You get Taro, you get four steps up and all the stairs just disappear into a smooth staircase into a smooth slide. Everybody roll me dexterity saving throws. What? 16. 8. Um, 20. Oh, wait, no, that was 10. Sorry, not 8, 10. Taro, you slip. Your foot just goes under you, and as you kind of skid backwards, Nerium, you see it happening, and you dodge out the way, and Natalia, you who have just kind of got on the staircase, manage to move back enough and kind of half catch the back of Taro so that he doesn't quite fall flat on his face, and you guys all kind of skid back to the beginning, and the stairs return into stairs huh that's not normal that's not meant to happen no I believe it isn't that's pretty odd this seems like a that was sort of what we were meant to start doing but huh. is there a railing to the stairs yeah there's a railing I mean I've got an idea I mean I don't know if this will work I just and I go over and I attempt to sort of hand over hand along the railings to see if I can pull myself up without using my feet. Uh, you you start doing that. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to do that. And you get maybe three times your height from the ground and you realise there's a long way to go to do that. Um, I mean, this might work. I, I, I don't want to stay here. I think that seems a bit... Uh... A bit too risky for my liking. I've not got quite the upper arm strength. I'm going to keep going. Okay, roll me a constitution check. Uh, that's ten. You get about one rotation and your arms start shaking violently. And I look up, how many more rotations are there before it disappears it into darkness? Into the gloom. But how many until it's in the gloom? Okay, you've got um, about four more rotations before it sinks into the gloom. Okay, I might start coming back down then. Roll me a con- uh, dexterity saving throw. Natalia's going to get oh, ready to catch. One. And now, yeah, you kind of go, hmm, there's a lot of shaking. What? Because Whee! Meredith suddenly drops. Roll me a dexterity Elf saving throw to catch her. 
13. Yeah, it's not. You get a foot to the face and you get an elbow to like the collarbone, but you manage to catch this half leg before she smashes into the ground. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Thank you very much, Nat. It's absolutely fine. That wasn't such a good idea. What are we going to do? I'm going to take a step onto the first step of the staircase and just kind of stand there. It stays the stairs. Maybe we try one at a time. Okay, I'll try the next one. It stays the stairs. The next one? You get to the third one. (laughs) (laughs) You get to the third one. Dexterity saving throw. The stone shunk back in and turns into this slide. That is a 21. You catch yourself this time. You just skid back on your heels and hit the bottom. Do I look cool? You look really cool, actually. Nice. (laughs) I did that on purpose. I didn't do mine on purpose. Well, look, so far it seems that we can't get past the third one on our... Well, not on my own, anyway. And I can't, because I've tried and it went straight back into slide. I... I want to look around and see if anything behind us has changed again. No, it still seems the same. What were we like when we were going out the first time? Like, what order did we go in? And things you like went Taro, Meredith, Natalia. But did we all go up on the same stairs at the same time? Or? Nope, you went one after the other. Uh, let me try. And I go to the first step and just keep going until it... You get three stairs up, and this time you're sort of expecting it, so you manage to catch yourself. You don't need to do a dexterity saving throw, um, and you skid back down. I wonder, um, I woke up in a, in a big, empty, sort of like a cave, and there were lots of sparkly things in the, in the walls, and I was on a stone block, and then there was like two doors, one was white and one was green, and behind both of them there was like a long empty corridor, and I, I went through one of them, and I kept going. Yeah, what's the point? I got to the room where you, where I saw you guys. Is that what happened to both of you? Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Alright, well, we've tried going up our own. How about this? We all try, why don't we try doing it at the same time, moving up each step? Is it, is yes. it wide enough? Yeah, it's a wide enough staircase to do that. <sighs> okay. Let's give it a shot. Okay. You guys start climbing the steps. You get to the third one. And as you all step on the fourth one, they remain as stairs. <gasps> That's some next level magical team building shit right there. Yeah, let's fucking get back to the office. <laughs> D&D synergy exercise. <laughs> yeah, we did it. I absolutely so did not Google team building synergy exercises. Not at all. I, I've literally done this exercise on a RA after it. I haven't done this exercise. I'm just using the power of my brain. (laughs) Well done. You get a whole gold medal. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to thank my mum and my dad. (laughs) You guys start climbing the stairs. And as you're climbing them, keeping in step, they stay as stairs. And after about three rotations... I mean, there's like five flights of these stairs. There's no chance that any of us might misstep at any point, is there? Don't give God ideas. You're going carefully enough... God has that idea. You are going carefully enough that that doesn't happen. But after about two and a half, three rotations, 
You guys are suddenly at another chamber and it didn't seem very long at all, actually, when you were climbing it. Huh. Well, this is like the opposite of that bloody hallway I walked down earlier. Why? Well, it took me about an hour. I could have sworn. Did it? Oh, that's interesting because that's different to mine because mine was only very short. Huh. And mine as well. Not long. Not an hour. Well, I guess I'm being punished. Anyway, what, what's what's going punished on here? For what? What did he see? I oh, take look a around. careful step away from Tarot um, and listen to what his answer is. You guys see in front of you a corridor, but the rock here is different. It's pitted in places. And you can see stretching out the, the holes and the dents and the kind of scraping look of the rock becomes more, not jagged, but more uneven, more pitted, more like volcanic rock, if any of you have ever seen volcanic rock, um, and less like the smooth corridors that you've seen before. And you all notice this just as Natalia says, for what? Well, you know, it's karma, right? I'm just too lucky. Now let's, uh, let's keep going. Okay, you all start walking. And as you start walking, these holes start getting bigger until they're like little tunnels branching off from the rock and the color changes it's less gray and it's getting more of like a sandy yellowy orange all of you roll me a perception check please 13 13 what eight i'm doing so well today i'm the champ of rolling in this game yeah the other two of us aren't aren't rolling so hot natalia roll me a d4 two 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 your hand suddenly burns and as you shake it out suddenly in front of you this really bad imitation of like a pony or a goat appears and flickers really wobbly and then disappears oh shit the fuck what What the shit what did you do there i i my hand it just i don't know i don't know wait what's um what's the matter with your hand have you hurt yourself no does it just look red, as in red skin, or does it look like ruby encrusted red? It looks like you've dipped your hands in vermilion paint up to the knuckles. From about your, your second knuckle all the way to your fingertips are red. Uh, I just woke up like this. Hashtag. This is... Flawless. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I try and feel the magic that just went through me and try and do it again you do it again and this time it flickers more certainly into a goat definitely a goat oh stop that shit what what the fuck what i this is very i didn't what when did this happen i mean you just i can make goats did it why are you making goats i was like stop it goes and then goat again it goes you have minor illusion now why why a goat I went a horse and then I thought actually minor illusions minor. A horse is really big. So I was like, what looks like a horse? Quick, a goat. I make a tiny horse. A tiny I horse. I make Betsy. 
Bet- my childhood horse. Betsy, your childhood horse appears. It's not a good imitation. How how is it you could just do that? There's something in my fingers. Do you reckon? I don't know. Can I do that? Uh, give it a shot. All right. I'll, I'll give it a go. Roll me a d20. 14. You do that. The exact same oh, shit. appears. There is a burning, <laughs> tingling spark that goes from your palm to your elbow and kind of back out. And this pony appears. I'm going to try it. Nothing happens. <laughs> you just wave your hand. You don't even get a go. I'm like, I go, goat. Goat. It's all right. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get it. I don't know what this is, but I'm sure you'll pick it up. Uh, I don't know what I'd do with an imaginary goat anyway. I don't know. I'd do another goat. Another goat appears. Another goat. Yes. <laughs> you do. Hang on, doesn't it replace the previous one? You can't have yeah, two yeah, yeah. at it's the just, same time. You just keep both of you standing in this tunnel, just making goats appear and disappear and appear and a pony appear and not appear. I try and run my pony into his goat. They pass they through each other them. like clouds. There's a little bit of five foot movement they move very little amounts <laughs> I'm going to um, turn around and I would like to run my hand over the pitted yellow walls are they less sandy than they were previously they are a little bit less sandy but what strikes you is that they're quite warm and it's getting warmer because it was very cold at the it's beginning it's getting warmer it now feels like a normal temperature you haven't quite noticed the cold slipping away until you suddenly is it getting lighter it's not getting lighter but it's less gloomy there's less of like I mean, a haze. What does that mean? It's maybe? still low light, but it's less difficult to see like details and things. So it's getting a bit lighter. It's the difference between having your glasses on and a little bit off, but nobody's turned the lights on or off. Okay, cool. Cool. Got yeah. Have I noticed any change? In what? In the light levels. Or... Yeah. So as you as you are making these goats and ponies appear and disappear in just absolute awe and delight, I guess. I don't know your your emotional states over your ability oh, to do this. Delight and kind of concern, I think. Vague concern. concern. <laughs> Vague concern. You, Taro, have the feeling of the hairs on the back of your head just prickle. Oh. A little tingle of something. Look, I think something's something's coming. There's something something not like, quite press right. Press myself back against the wall and look around. You don't see anything. I stay with my back against the wall and wait quietly. I go to the centre of the corridor. Okay. Nothing seems to happen. I start walking forward. Okay. Are you guys following? I'm gonna have I mean, a quick I'm, look I'm around. I'm gonna follow and say, Are we leave are we leaving the goats here? I assume they've vanished, right? Or do they, they just hang the out? Minute, the minute your con- I think it's a concentration spell, so the minute your concentration oh. is off them, they oh. they go. Poof. I follow. Yeah, I follow, but I want to be looking around. I've got my squinty eyes going. Like, okay. <sighs> my hand's on my sword. All of you roll me another perception check. Oh, Jesus. Really, Natalia? Oh, boy. Yeah. Eleven. Okay. 11 and uh, hang on Seven. I'm just gonna change dice okay Natalia the one nice Nat one it works Hooray. you cursed yeah. yourself you yeah. cursed yourself you I did I need the Nat 20s now 
Natalia, roll me a, another d20, please. Very distracting goat. <laughs> Was it a nat 20? It's a one. That's a nat oh God, one. First dice. Uh, again? <laughs> okay. The traditional okay. nat one. Yep. Yeah. You still kind of feeling the magic. It's almost like when when you kind of blow on your palm. It's that pressure, but you can't see anything. And you're kind of trying to get to the shape of it, the feel of this magic. And you trip. You just trip on a jutting piece of rock. Make me a... <laughs> no, it's a nat one. You just take damage, mate. Yeah. You just fucking fall. Where's my... Oh, we'll be kind. We'll be four. Oh, okay. Well, you get four points of damage. You just, in front of all of you, Natalia just suddenly hits the rock. There is a. Are you cut. all right, Nat? Nat, I will try and help Nat to her feet. Her face Ow. is cut. There's blood dripping down her cheek. Oh, sweetheart! Oh, that doesn't look good. Um, and I will pull a hanky out and and rub it. Make me a medicine no, check. Fine. Yep. Fifteen. You're pretty good with a hanky. You know how to... to, to... <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know how to dab up a cut. You see, it's not too deep. It's just a little shallow yeah. graze. You're used yeah. to seeing people coming home with scrapes and grazes like that. Yep. So, thank you, Meredith. Oh, you're welcome, Nat. You be careful. You want to watch where you're putting your feet. I just... Magic hand... It's very good. I've got a Were magic you... hand. You weren't able to do that before then? No, never. Okay. I'm going to quietly try and go goat and flick my hand again. No. Nothing happens. Okay. That's fine. You all start walking again. And the corridor is opening up and the holes in the rock are sort of getting bigger and bigger and it's almost like you're in a tunnel drilled through like honeycomb or something of that nature until suddenly it opens up again in front of you into this chamber where the floor is solid but the walls and the ceiling seem to be full of holes and tunnels and chambers and there is a second as you all step out when you see just off to the side a protuberance of rock and then it moves and you realize that it is not rock at all but it is some sort of creature and as it pulls back from the rock it is covered in kind of bumps and rolls of flesh of some sort and it's white except it's got thousands myriad colors all over it almost like when you close your eyes all the colors that appear there flashing all over it and as it turns to you I'd like you all to make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's a six. Eighteen. Uh, mine was eighteen. Eighteen. Two eighteens and a six. Um, all right. Ha! Ha ha ha! Tarot. So yeah, that's the highest time. roll I've made in this entire adventure, including the fifteen-minute one-shots. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're uh, you're now hitting it. Both Nerium, Meredith, and Natalia. You both take a half step back and fear into you. And it ebbs just enough for you guys to go, okay, okay, here's danger. Here is the danger. Mm -hmm. Taro, you've never really faced a danger like this that 
you really know of. You have like a memory here or there of like a Zendachi getting real mad or like being in a perilous situation, but nothing enough to build an experience from. And you are stunned into fear for a moment. And as this creature turns towards you, you feel this almost drawing of something in you being pulled out and you take two points of psychic damage as cold terror just crushes down your spine. And I would like all of you to roll me initiative, please. <gasps> that was Fiona Bruce with D&D. <laughs> Anyone above 15? Yep, 16. 16 and? 18. 18, so. Okay, Natalia, you are up first. This creature, 10 foot tall easily, pustulous appearance, seeming to be moving independently of itself. You see suddenly a sort of vestigial mouth, almost tentacles, almost something probing, and it moves towards Taro, who has frozen in fear. Did the fear thing seem like magic? Yes. I'm going to run forward and try and stick it. Okay, make an attack roll. 22. You hit. You dash forward the 15 or so feet that it is in front of you, pulling out your blade, and you two watch as Natalia expertly carves it across the side of it. Roll me damage. That was the wrong bag. <laughs> Ooh, 12 points of damage. Tw- you watch Natalia flick her sword and just sever this huge part of it. And as it separates, it falls. And the second it hits the ground, into the sand. Nerium, you're up. I am going to uh, reach into the pockets of my skirt, Mm -hmm. uh, pull out my dagger and fling it. Where are you flinging it? Like at the creature? At the creature. Okay, roll me first of all, just roll me a d20. Seven. Okay, and then roll me your attack roll. Fifteen. Fifteen? Your dagger sinks into it. Roll me damage. Ooh! Uh, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. You fling your dagger out in just panic and fear, and it sinks into the creature, and you can see that it's done damage, and it almost seems to stagger back. And there is a second of silence before you hear in your brain the sound that can only be described as despair and it's different for each of you but it is a clawing gutting sound it moves forward and it moves sort of around natalia you can take uh, an attack of opportunity i'm not sure i want to if it's feeling despair i'm gonna i'm gonna wait it goes past you taro you see it suddenly parts of these kind of lumps of its flesh almost seem to stretch and reach out Make me a strength saving throw. Okay. Playing to my strengths here. Sorry. That's a nine. No, seven. Seven. A seven, yeah. (laughs) Plus and minus are not the same thing. It suddenly has you in its grip and it pulls you close and there is this overwhelming flood of emotion. Every single emotion that you have ever felt slams into you one after the other. Every instinct you've ever felt Everything that's happened in your brain is suddenly there, this overwhelming rush. And you take 
one point of psychic damage. Okay. Taro, it is your go. But I'm, I'm grabbed, right? Yeah, you can try and break the grapple. Uh, yeah, I don't like this. Uh, very much don't like this. Um, I'm going to attempt to break the grapple. Make me a strength saving throw. Oh, I love strength. That's uh, an eight. An eight. You don't manage to break that grapple. Roll me a d20. A nine. You, again, you feel the same spark that happened when you were about to cast that that little goat pony that appeared. It wells up in you, almost like it's going to push out, and then it just fizzles at the last moment as another wave of emotion crashes into you. And I think that's your uh, turn. I really like this if we could not be here. Natalia. Hey, you. I was going to go easy on you, but get off him. Fighting words. Fighting words. <laughs> Fighting fucking words. <laughs> <laughs> I then yell, hey, fuck you. Cursing him. Okay. And run forward and try and attack again. So what does your curse do? I get extra damage. I crit on a 19. And if the target dies, I get some health back. Okay. So... What does your curse look like? What is What happens when this magic... And this one feels... It doesn't feel as gentle as the, the illusion magic. This one is darker. And this one seems to throw... To, this one seems to flow almost like through the bones of your arm and your fingers rather than along the skin. So, as I say, fuck you, it comes out, like, in not my voice. Mmm, very cool. Like, so, I go... Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. And I think I think that's it. I don't think you can see anything. Okay. You guys hear these layers and echoes suddenly to Natalia's voice. Enough even Taro to shock you out of your... Uh, were you going to look over like... Huh? huh? Make your attack roll. 18. It hits. Roll your damage. Six. Okay. So you see suddenly Natalia's blade again carve into the side and what does it look like when you cut into it when the curse is there does anything happen is there is there magic or so I think uh, as my sword which is a Kolishmad Kolishmad um, yeah um, as it cuts in uh, you'll see these uh, black shadows sort of spring out from the sword um, and like go into it Okay, you it's see this oomph of energy that seems to burrow deeper inside it. And again, you will feel this horrible screeching despair pain in your heads uh, as the hit takes. Nerium, it's your go. I mean, that was my dagger. <laughs> um, Do you only I, have a single dagger? I I only have one dagger. I mean, you know, it's for self-defense. You've done your best. I, I'm, one moment. I'm a sempstress. One moment. So as Natalia's blade I mean, cuts I've into it... I've got some it, small snow, sewing scissors. I've got some embroidery scissors, but I don't want to get that close. As Natalia's blade cuts into it for a second time, again, the slice of flesh drops, and as it hits the ground, again, into sand, and your dagger bounces along the stone and clatters to your feet, because I rolled a fucking nat 20 my, on this dice. To my feet. To your feet. Nice. Because I rolled a nat 20, which is... I will scrabble feet. for it and throw it again. Okay. Roll me a d20. 
And please, for the love of God, get over ten. But also, <laughs> don't lie to me. Sorry. Eight. Okay. Again, Eight. you throw it in a panic, and your dagger make me attack roll. Sixteen. Sinks into it. Roll damage. Well, yeah. roll, roll your damage. Roll the damage. <laughs> roll your damage. Oh, not as good this time. Seven. Seven. Well, that's pretty good. Don't don't knock it. I, yeah. Better than it could be. That's literally the damage you do as a level seven wizard in Pathfinder. So you know, let's let's not be let's not. I mean, as a shitty level seven wizard in Pathfinder, that's That's your real fault. Anyway, so the dagger. I'm student, baby child. The dagger sinks into it, and again, this cry of pain as it gets uh, the second wave of damage. It's starting to look not very good. You see again these like tentacles going out towards Taro's sort of head and they kind of touch along his cheeks and they sink into like the top of his head. Make me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. Oh jeez. Alright, one sec. Yeah. It got ya. Got him! Well it's not gonna be worse than that. Oh wow, those are some good numbers. Uh that is a five. Okay. I got a four and a five, so whoa. You, <laughs> you take three points of psychic damage uh, and you are paralyzed for your next turn. Oh, great. You are stunned for the next round. It's going so well. You're doing great, my guy. <laughs> I think considering that in the uh, initial one shot to uh, see how it works as a group and nobody could hit Bromidos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, is, this is revenge. I would like you to have a roll me another d20. Okie doke. That's a 16. Okay. That's more palatable. That's better. As you feel these tendrils sinking into the top of your head and you feel this kind of fuzziness in your brain, there is a second of terror that hits you. That everything is going to be taken away again. Or changed or stolen or somehow these last few remaining things are going to be gone. And that magic jumps from one hand to the other and back and into both your shoulders, down through your elbows and out your arms. And there is this of thunder as you cast Thunder Wave out from yourself. So roll your damage. It makes a something saving throw? It makes a constitution saving throw. I wish I would stop rolling behind my microphone. Okay, well, it's an eight. Which I think, I think, I think that fails. I don't even have to check. I, to, I know that's a failure. Yeah. Okay, okay, so. Roll your damage. Takes 2d8. Let me just check that this is, in fact, a d8. Yep. Uh. Guys? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's each creature in a 15 foot cube. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I was going to say. So, what save Let is me it? Just check. <laughs> believe it's 13. I it's was going to get to that, yeah. but we could do that it's now. It's 13. I do not make that save. Okay. I do not make that save. Should I roll for each of you or should I just give them all the same? Makes sense if it's all the same, right? It, it, it's the same. Yeah, uh, just, it's a just six. Roll 2d8. Six thunder damage and you're pushed ten feet away from me. Okay. If there's any other no. objects, they get pushed away as well also. Everything gets no. pushed away ten feet. Are you unconscious, Adelia? Now, what happens in 5e at zero HP? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So... <laughs> Oh, so, I'm a bomb! Gotta love those area of effect spells in Smalling Blasted living bomb. <laughs> so, as you watch Taro for a second almost go limp, his eyes roll back before he suddenly looks with ferocious energy, and there is this 
earth-shaking of thunder. And you guys, before you could even move out the way, this shockwave is slamming into you and sending you 10 foot back. And Natalia, as you stagger, you again, you lose your footing and you go down to the ground. You hit your head and you are unconscious. For now, you are unconscious. <laughs> Nerium, you stagger back. And again, you scrape against the rock that you've been on. And that is where your damage really comes from, from that kind of pushing back. And the, the creature is now 10 foot from you. Tara, but you are still kind of stunned on your round. So that's all you can do on yours. Natalia, death saving throw, please. Oh, good. Okay. Alrighty then. 15. You make it. And as you kind of hit the ground, this cloud of white sand overs you. And as you sink into blackness, you hear this twin laughter, this kind of giggling, chortling laughter. And you feel this little touch inside your head and little voices go, not yet, you didn't mean now. And your eyes open and you are prone, but you are at one HP on the ground. And your mouth is full of this kind of claggy, pasty white sand. Is the creature dead? No. Oh wait, how much damage did you do? Sorry. Six. Six. It is looking very bloody but it is not dead yet. I spit out the the sand and things. Mm-hmm. And I say, apparently unprompted, don't laugh at me, bitches. <laughs> um, stand up and try and stab it again. Okay, make an attack roll. 24. It hits. Uh, seven damage. Seven damage. So close. Okay, uh... All right, you carve off this another great lump of it. And this time it's it's looking really bad. And again, the second lot hits the ground, explodes into this cascade of, sca- of sand. And again, Nerium, your dagger skitters out towards you and it is your go. How far away is my dagger? Well, that's a 15, so it's about five foot from Oh, you. okay. I will scamper and grab it. Okay. I will back up mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. And then throw it. Roll me a d20. Just straight d20. 13. Okay. So, as you throw, make me an attack roll. Uh, 17. There is a second where everything goes quiet around you. And you can see this part where there is still black shadow writhing under its skin. And you aim right for there. And as you fling your dagger into it, roll me your sneak attack. Yay! Uh, that's a d6, isn't it? It's an extra d6. Uh, that's a five. Okay, which is a total of? 11. 11. So, your dagger goes straight into where the shadows are and comes out the other side. And there is this moment where your dagger is wreathed in shadows as it passes through and the shadows disappear and the creature is still for a second before it all into dust and sand on the ground that is exactly how I wanted to do that and you are out of initiative it is a dead as some of those shadows dissipate some of them come back towards me and I start to heal a bit okay take your healing I'm going to scramble for my dagger you get it yeah covered in white sand I'm going to brush it off as best I can. I mean, you know, the back of my frock is trashed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I'm 
kind of mostly looking at Natalia at this point because she did a weird voice and then she talked to some people who weren't there and there's some shadowy stuff going on. Uh, hey, hey, uh, what? Uh, uh, what? I'm gonna walk towards Taro and like wiping my nose, which I'm imagining is pretty bloody. Yeah, you're a moment, mess. And hold out a hand to her. Uh, are you okay? Uh, I hope so. Great. Then I punch him. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll, make me an attack roll. 19. Yep. That, What's that's your... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make 1d4 damage, plus your Three. strength. Oh, fuck. Forgot about that. Five, Jesus, five damage? Uh, I'm knocked the fuck out. I'm out <laughs> cold. Just... <laughs> With your... I'm going... At this point, I'm going to say, Nat! With your bloody fist, the the very edges of your fingertips still curling with shadow magic and dyed bright red, you slam your fist into this very shaken tiefling's face and his eyes cross and he crumples to the ground unconscious. I mean, I would... There are, there are tunnels around us, right? Yeah. Lots of holes. Yeah. I'm hiding. Okay, going... make me a stealth check. Yeah, I don't know if the bad shadows went into Natalia and now she's the monster. 23. Okay. That beats my passive perception by a small 14. <laughs> Nerium is suddenly gone and you are standing there Who's with Nerium? a... Sorry, Meredith is suddenly <laughs> gone and you are standing there with a bleeding unconscious taro. I want to reach into my backpack, mm-hmm. open up the water skin, mm-hmm. and then dump it over his face. Okay, make me a constitution saving throw, Taro. Alright. That's a ten. You guys, I well, I love you, but you are making me dick around <laughs> with the rules of combat, <laughs> so I don't actually TPK you all on your first encounter. The water hits your face, Taro, and you come to blinking at one HP with your nose just stinging. Don't you ever do that again. What the fuck? Do what? That magic shit you just did. I don't know any magic. I don't know what you're talking about. You you just you just blasted me and that thing and wait where's Meredith I thought you did that. No it was you. You sure? Can I make a perception check to see if I hear this. You absolutely hear this. You're, you haven't gone far. Yeah, You're just like I am listening rock. real hard. Yeah, you hear all of this. He, I don't... Look, I've never done anything like that before. It's just... I don't think I can do that. Do you want me to try again? Please, no! Wait. Actually, yes. Just wait for me to move. Alright. I scuttle away about 30 foot. Do you have any spell slots? Yes, you do. You've got two. Yeah, I've got two. Yep. Am I about as far away as Natalia okay. is? Are you going to try and cast it, Tara? Yeah. Okay. You reach out in front of you, and again, there is this spark of energy that travels, this time less uh, frenzied, more controlled, that loops around your arm, and there is a, a second wave. But once it's done, there's an after twinge of pain. Like when you run too far, when you push your muscles too far, and you kind of get that feeling of, Probably not going to be able to do that again for a while. All right, that's new. 
just uh, I think it seems like we both have some um, some new um, moves, some new some new power. Let's be very careful with it. Okay. Well, it doesn't look like I'm doing anything like that for a while. I feel a bit a bit worn out. Now, where's uh, where's Meredith gone? Uh, are they facing me or not? They're probably looking around the chamber at this point. I will sneak out at a point where they can't see exactly where I'm okay. hiding. Yeah, okay. you've got. A, you can both roll perception, but yeah, try it. See if you beat a twenty-three. I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, I sort of sidle in behind them both and go. Is everybody okay? Uh, oh, we're peachy. I mean, you don't look it with the best one in the world, love. I mean, I'm pretty bruised. I yeah. Um, does anybody know what that was? Not a clue. No. Good. Right. I, okay. I hope there isn't any more of them. Yes, so do Let's I. not think about that. Let's leave now. Yes. Yes. What a good idea. Yes, no. Yeah, where's an exit? What the hell? Is there an exit here? What? I don't want to make it really complicated for you because I know that you're having a bit of trouble with architecture tonight. So I want you to imagine like a circle and that there are two lines coming from it and you've come in one line into the circle mm. and in front of you, you see another passage that goes away. A passage is like a big chamber, but a tunnel. So it's like a door, but it's... It's like a door, but without like a door, the but component... Without, without the bit in it. Exactly. It's the, bit. yeah, it's the okay. bitless door. You see in front of you a bitless door. A bitless door. Uh, I would like to look at the two uh, travelling companions I appear to have been saddled with who have both recently recovered from unconsciousness and say, tell you what, why don't I go first this time? I mean, if you want to. Yeah, just maybe try and be quiet. And I'd like to go first along the corridor. And stealth Roll me it. stealth check. Yeah. That's not as good, guys. Sorry. That is a... Hang on. Mm, 13. Is anybody else stealthing it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Alright. I guess we are. Nat 20. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, stealth is dexterity. So Ooh. extremities. Oh, speaking of natural, I got the other one. Oh, good. Oh, wow. bloody hell! Taro, are you a mumbler, a singer, or a whistler? I'm a whistler, I think. Okay. As Taro brings up the rear, blood still kind of dripping from his nose. There's a little jaunty chew, a little. And that was the worst whistle I think I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that. Pepper Pig There's a lot of thing. blood in his nose. To be fair, I can't actually. <laughs> um, Taro is is just whistling a little. Dee, 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 let's get out of here, little tune. That's still terrible. Uh, Ner- uh, Meredith stops in her tracks, turns around, and says, "Mr. Taro, I'd be really grateful if you could maybe stop doing that." We need to be quiet, please. Well, I have had a minor breakdown. Uh, if I want to whistle, yeah. I'm going to whistle. On the other hand, you also said you wanted to get out of here quickly without running into any more of those. 
I've considered your opinion, and I think that's fair. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, carry on stealthing. You guys head through this corridor where the chambers in the rock get smaller and smaller, the pitted surface becoming smoother, until once again it opens into this large space. It's the biggest chamber you've seen yet, and in front of you, you see three stone pedestals, very light grey slate pedestals. You see in the middle, Meredith, on the middle platform, two wooden chests. And the other two platforms are, there's nothing on them, they're just empty platforms. Peering over her shoulder, Natalia, you see on the right pedestal, two wooden chests. And the one in the middle, and the one on the left, there's nothing on them. And Taro, peering again around the both of them, you see on the left hand side two wooden chests on the pedestal and nothing in the middle and nothing on the right. We very nearly did actually because at the point T- when uh, total party total kill. kill. Oh. Um the point at which uh Nerium decided to go and hide, <laughs> uh she she was actually thinking, Oh god, the shadows went into Nat, she's been possessed, and I nearly fucking threw that dagger. <laughs> I thought, no, no, I can't do that to Three God. Go in, I'm just gonna one hide. Comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I win. The, the tutorial stage was a death match. Yeah. <laughs> in a world with no magic, the only one victorious is the one without magic. It's the magic. one who embroiders flowers for a living. Yep.